Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Yom to everybody. What a special day this is. This is the 49th day of the Svira, the Shechiyonu, that we're going to recite this evening. According to some, is the Shechiyonu for the Svira Omer that we began on the night, second night of Pesach, as well as, needless to say, the Shechianu for, please God, welcoming in the new Yom Tov of Shavuos. We have to realize that Shavuos is our identity, what makes the Jew distinct from every other people on the face of this earth is our Torah. Asher Bachar Banu Mikol Hoamim that God chose us and selected us from all peoples. V'nosan lanu, and He gave us es Torah so. Baruch Hashem nosein ha-Torah, in the present, not nosan ha-Torah. And we'll come back to this in Mirza Hashem. Regarding the Yom Tov of Shavuos, there is no biblical mitzvah, for the individual. There's one biblical mitzvah for the community, which is that of the special korban brought on the Yom Tov of Shavuos, including the Shtei HaLechem, the two special loaves, and that too we will get to in a few moments. So what do we have on Shavuos? We have different customs, and perhaps the idea that we highlight the customs to show that it's not only the exactitude of laws, of biblical laws, rabbinic laws, but even customs that we are so excited about. And so the Shulchan Aruch tells us, one, the Mishnah Brura brings the custom of being awake all night. And again, rumor has it that the reason why we are awake all night is, and I quote from the Mishnah Brura, who quotes from the Magen of Ram, that the Jewish people were, quote, sleeping that night. And God had to wake them. And therefore, what do we do? And therefore, we correct this. And therefore, you have to be careful, those who stay up all night, says the Mishnah Brura, not to say the bracha of Anatilas Yadayim, except after you use the bathroom in the morning, and, uh, and, t- and then you say Asha Yotzar, and then the brachos of Berchas Torah, we hear from someone who slept at least a half an hour. But I'd like to ask a very basic question. How is it possible that they were able to sleep that night? You can only imagine how excited they were that this was such a, not just earth-shattering in a very literal sense experience, but you know what that is? That you're going to experience revelation. How in the world could they sleep? So I remember a beautiful interpretation is as follows. They thought that how would they experience prophecy? 
they would do so no less than Avram Avinu, who experienced prophecy literally when he slept. The only one, in fact, who experienced prophecy when he was awake was Moshe Rabbeinu, as the Torah tells us, please God, in a few weeks in Parshas, you know, Bahaloscha, Lochein Avdi Moshe, that Moshe's nevuah is different. His prophecy is different. And therefore, the Jewish people at that time thought that, yes, they were going to experience prophecy. So when they went to bed that night, it wasn't simply going to bed. They were going to bed hoping to experience prophecy. And lo and behold, unbelievable. Moshe said, get up, get up. HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to wake them up because they got prophecy literally at that time, the entire nation awake. Amazing. Now, the second custom which is brought down in Shulchan Aruch is the custom of having greens, flowers on Shavuos. Now, where does that come from? Beautifully, the Torah tells us that we are today finishing Shloshes Yemei Hagbala, the three days of encirclement around the mountain where the Torah says, make sure people nor animals don't go up the mountain. And it's only after the revelation is over, after Hashem finished giving the Aseris Hadibros, Bimshoch HaYoveil, when the shofar was blown, Hema Yalu Vahar, then the animals would go up to the mountain. Why were the animals attracted? Because there was grazing on the, an- on the mountain. The idea, very possibly, as we find in the Navi, Vayosem Midbarake Eden, with Torah, a mountain literally becomes like the Garden of Eden. And so we remember how the mountain was green, reminding us how the Torah literally gives life. Secondly, there are those that say, wait a second, the day of Shavuos is approximately, and that's because it's always 50 days after the uh, second day of Pesach, and when we start counting the Omer, but this day of um, Pesach of um, Shavuos is Vav Zion Sivan. And what do we find? Moshe Rabbeinu was born on Zion Adar. And the Torah tells us that they could not hide baby Moshe anymore. They hide him for three months. So Moshe is hid from Adar to Nisan is one. Nisan to Sivan is to Er is two. And Er to Sivan is three. And so... It is three months later that Moshe is put in the basket and the Torah tells us he's put among the reeds in the green. We remember the green of Moshe Rabbeinu who was saved and found on Shavuos. Okay, next, we have the minhog of eating dairy on Shavuos. And the popular reason is given by the Mishnah Brewer is because when Moshe came down, he said to the people, wait a second, oh no, we can't have a barbecue. We can only eat, what, dairy? Because meat would require a greater extensive preparation. We need the proper knives for shechita. We need the laws of shechita. We need all the other technicalities of of kashering the meat, which they did not have yet. We had to kasher the kalim, and so they had to have a dairy meal at that time. And therefore we remember that. And we have some 
dairy on uh, Shavuos. I said some because after all, Shavuos is a Yom Tov and we celebrate the Yom Tov with Basar V'yayin. You are to have meat on Shavuos as well. The Ramah gives a very interesting reason for uh, having dairy. He says, just as on the night of the Pesach Seder, on your Seder plate, you had the egg and you had the shank bone as a remembrance of the Korban Chagiga and the Korban Pesach, as a reminder to us, similarly, what we do on Shavuos is as follows. We want to have a remembrance of those two loaves which were brought specifically, which was that biblical command for the Jewish community to bring a special korban on Shavuos. Now, in reality, Shavuos is a kind of graduation on the second day of Pesach, we bring the Korban Omer, which was a mincha of the entire nation, one Korban of the entire nation, coming from barley. Fifty days later, we bring a Korban of wheat. Barley is symbolic of machal behema, what animals eat, and wheat is that of Machal Adam. So we've graduated from leaving Egypt when we were morally on a level of animals. And now, seven weeks later, when we get the Torah, we are elevated to that of B'nai Adam. Literally, we finally become literally of men. And therefore, suggests the Ramah, we want to have a remembrance of these two loaves. How could we do that? After all, we have Lecha Mishnah, two loaves, at each of our Yom Tov meals. Tonight, we're going to have Lecha Mishnah on the table. Tomorrow for lunch, it's a Yom Tov meal. We're going to have Lecha Mishnah on the table. How do we have a remembrance of these two loaves? So therefore, he suggests as follows, that tomorrow for lunch, on the first day of Shavuos, what we do is as follows, that you wash, you have hamotzi, and your first course is dairy. And he reminds us that in yesteryear, they did not use cutlery. As we do today, they ate with their fingers. And therefore, if you're having dairy with your fingers and there's bread on the table and you touch the bread, you can't use those same breads for meat. Ah, so we clear the table after the first course. And what do we do? We set the table again, bring out meat, and therefore I have to bring out two loaves and ah, the bringing out these two loaves now are a reminder to us of the shtehalechem that please God we had and Amir Tzashem will have when the third base Hamigdash will be rebuilt. Let's just talk for one moment about the uniqueness of this day that whereas when it comes to the holiday of Pesach, the Torah identifies the date thereof on the 15th of the first month. And when it comes to the Yom Tov of 
Rosh Hashanah, first day of the seventh month. Yom Kippur is the tenth day of the seventh month. And Sukkot is the fifteenth. The only day which is not mentioned with a date is that of Shavuos. And therefore, our rabbis tell us something especially exciting. And that is, Shavuos is Yom Matan Torah Seinu. So what does it mean that the Torah was given on Shavuos? Yes, what was given on Shavuos is that at Sinai, two million plus persons experienced revelation. And this is something that no other people could ever claim. And this we remind ourselves thereof on Shavuos. But when is Matan Torah So just as we begin Pirkei Avos with the Mishnah, that Moshe Kibel Torah Sinai, that Moshe received the Torah from Sinai, and when he gave it over to Yoshua, for Yoshua, that was his Matan Torah, and Yoshua gave it to the Zakanim, and when that occurred, from one generation to the next, that was their Matan Torah, and Zakanim to Nevi'lim, and so too, when every father gives it down to his child, and as the Gemara says so powerfully, the Kolamalamid, as Ben Bino Torah, every grandfather that's privileged to teach his grandchild Torah, so it is looked upon by the Torah as if they received it from Sinai. That newness, that freshness, that excitement. And that's why, as we mentioned earlier, the bracha is that we say every day, Baruch to Hashem, no Torah, the one who gives the Torah, not Nosana Torah, the one who gave. I just want to conclude with one beautiful mashal, and that is as follows. The Shavuos is the time that we are literally wedded to the Torah. The Torah is the Kala, and the Jewish people are the Chassan. When you go to a wedding, it's clear to everybody who the Kala is. She is the one dressed in the white gown. Which one is the Chassan? I'm not so sure. A lot of other people are dressed in dark suits. How am I going to know? Not everyone is wearing necessarily that flower. How do I know? And the answer very powerfully is, my friends, the one that takes the bride home. That is the chasan. It's wonderful that we're all going to be in shul tonight, staying up and learning. It's wonderful that we learn in our various potekneisios and at homes throughout Come on, the Yom Tov of Shavuos. But most important, my friends, you've got to take it home. You can't stay in the synagogue. It's got to be an integral part of our life, every day of our life, to remind ourselves, how privileged and fortunate we are to be the recipients of His Torah. I wish everyone a good Yom Tov and a meaningful Yom Tov to all.